Yeah. I love my HBCU. Uh. And boy, boy, I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love my HBCU. Yeah. And man, yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tap. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lose, yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, uh, yes sir, yes, and pay attention. This is Dr. Mill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Charles Bishop is on assignment, or at least that's what he's saying. I think he said something about being in Jackson, Mississippi. Y'all might have seen him earlier today as he putting in some work, but then they said he had some other work to do, so I don't know. But I'm not complaining because we got B.J. Jones. We'll get Joshua Sims in here, the other football guru on the other half, on the second half of the show, to make sure when we really get into the matchups that we can get some Good breakdown, more than we usually do. But I'm signing off over here as I'm in Las Vegas, as some people used to call it, Sin City. I'm here for the North American Society for the Sociologists and Sports Studies, if you would, uh, at the 43rd Annual Conference. So, yeah, I'm official. I'm official. I'm official doing it, doing what we do, making sure I get my academic uh, stuff taken care of and done with. But with that being said, welcome to the show, BJ Joe. Hey, thank you for having me, Doc, man. Thank you for having me out there in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Las Vegas, man, they done messed up. <laughs> well, they lucky I don't gamble anything, so I can't take all that money. I usually works the other way around, Doc. That's why they keep building all them fancy hotels and high rides. <laughs> now, 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 we now we, like now we ain't gonna see you in no HBCO documentary or something, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna try to stay away from that. We're gonna try to keep it clean, stay away from that. I know they call it Sin City, but I'm Sin safe. With that yep. being said, Mike, how you doing, Big Mike? Oh man, I'm I'm all good, man. Been traveling. Uh, was supposed to be in uh, Miami and Tampa for the rest of this week, and that got derailed and re-derailed by the uh, hurricane. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I ended up, I ended up <laughs> getting home somehow. So all is well. I'm back on the show and uh, ready to talk all things HBCU. Uh, prayers for those that are in the eye of the storm or some subsidiary of it in terms of tropical storm Nicole that's coming into Florida, and one of the things that we'll get in there is just about Bethune Cookman. Let me get in this intro and we'll talk a little bit about that and then we'll see what your thoughts are on your news of the day. Welcome to episode 329 inside the HBCU Sports Lab show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports from institutions large and small from the NAIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletics, aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports, better known as we like to call it HBCU sports pedagogy. I'm your host, Dr. Yadikaville, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live. 
as we always like to do, the KCOH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper. And I'm not in the beautiful home, but taking care of the business and representing Texas Southern University, uh, all the way, obviously, from Houston, Texas. With that being said, let me get back to that news today earlier. Um, obviously, rivals in terms of division, conference rivals, Bethune Cookman has to be displaced for the second time this year. Uh, because of this storm, as we said, Tropical Storm Nicole, they obviously are playing at Alcorn, Alcorn this weekend, the Braves, uh, in terms of getting there. And so uh, Sims called up. Jackson, Coach Brown said, if you ever need anything, give him let him know. So Coach Sims reached out and said, hey, <laughs> we need some assistance. Said, Come on, we'll take care of you, take him in. And so they're getting it done. So good to see that Jackson State, Coach Prime, it's taking care of people, and in this case, a swack um, foe, if you would, in terms of Coach Sims and the rest of the mighty Wildcats, Bethune Cookman, as they get it done. So that's out there in terms of that big matchup with Alcorn. And the Braves has some implications potentially in terms of what that matchup. That East-West, we still keep a record to see which side of the conference continues to get it done. So that's going to be interesting there. We'll talk a little deeper into details in terms of those matchups, like we said, the second half of the show. But with that being said, let me go to Mike and see what other news is on his mind as today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THE Agency, LLC. THE Agency is the company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. With that being said, Mike, what's on your mind? Uh, nothing. It was just that. I also wanted to reiterate, I just came from Florida. Um and uh, things are in a rye there. It's their second hurricane of the season. So my heart, prayers, and thoughts go out to those folks. And just to reiterate the good camaraderie and the sportsmanship uh, to share from one coach to another to allow uh, Bethune to get on the road. So they're going to, what, take a 12-hour bus to Mississippi ahead of its game on Saturday at Alcorn. So um, good camaraderie. I, I can't reiterate that enough. So I know you mentioned it, but I also wanted to take the time because some folks are still impacted from the first hurricane. Um, and here, here we have uh, the second. So, uh, please. Great voice. So. It's a great point when you say some folks are still impacted by the first one. I, you know, sometimes you get through those storms and you forget that they're not, they're not just a beat. They're, they touch lives for a while. So I'm glad you bring that up. It's certainly important there. I'll come back to you for some additional news, but let me go to BJ Jones and see what's on his mind about HBC news of the day. Oh man. Um, right, right there with Mike, man, the uh, tropical storm, you know, coming through and it's you know, having some impacts on, on the weather, even here in, in, in Georgia. You know, it's been, you know, pretty warm all week, man. Now the temperatures looks like it'll cool off and we're going to get quite a bit of rain to come through uh, here. But the championship games this weekend and the SIAC and the CIAA mm-hmm. and, the, and the Division II playoff implications that those two ball games could, could have. I'm really going to keep an eye on those this weekend. Yeah, great, great points when you talk about what that looks like. And you talk about those big matchups, and we'll get into details on that. But uh, also, want to jump out there that uh, uh, AD Drew of uh, D2Sports.com, uh, as he writes for the SIC, uh, he'll be hosting the show tonight along with uh, Chris Ferguson, uh, that follows all things CIAA uh, of D2 football as well. They'll get in here and do a SIC CIAA championship game preview. 
um, right after our show at 7.30 Central Time, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can check that out uh, right here as you get to know my JVN, my BCSN1, uh, as you follow them. So I want to make sure you get some love. Uh, go check out Drew's article as he writes, obviously, for the SIAC. He does some breakdown in terms of the championship game where you can get some insight for those that are trying to find out what's going on there. Let me go to you, back to you, Mike. What else is on your mind in terms of the world of HBCU sports and news? Well, I, I don't know if you covered it on the previous show, but just hats off to the uh, announcement. Uh, was it 2022 SWAC Hall of Fame class and all of its inductees that are set to be enshrined on, was it December 16th, Friday? Uh, set The enshrinement set to begin at 7 p.m. at the Omni, good hotel in Atlanta. This comes off the SWAC sites, several SWAC media sites. Headlining the class, of course, is uh, uh, Ella Williams. Ella Williams played for the Lady Braves uh, women's basketball program from 1980 to 84. Lawrence led Larry Watkins, uh, legend. Uh, he became a member of the first football class recruited by the late legendary coach, Marino H. Kasem at Alcorn State. Passing, passing. They're going to get you. Yeah, you're going to get me. And then Ricky Jones. Uh, Jones played for the Hornets football team from 1981 as the team won SWAC titles in 1991. In addition, the Hornets won uh, a Black National College Championship in the first Heritage Bowl in 1991. So, And then Robert J. Williams, legend. Williams was instrumental in Grambling's runoff of four straight SWAC titles between 1960 and 1964, he was an outstanding pitcher who maintained an established record of 35-1. and one. Wow. In addition, he was honored and selected to be a member of the All-American Baseball team for three years. He later played in the minor league and coached American Legion Baseball during the summer. And then Jerome Blake, for over 30 years, Blake's voice has been heard over the public address system at Mississippi Valley State Valley, well, at the Mississippi Valley State University and uh, SWAC events during his time in Mississippi Valley. Uh, he served his master's ceremony during the Hall of Fame banquet, athletic banquet, and the SWAC basketball tournament while he was serving as the announcer to the uh, uh, Mississippi Valley volleyball, softball, and baseball game. Robert the Hitman Gaddis. That is five-year CFL uh, veteran who won a great cup with the Montreal Alouette. Also was the first team All-American uh, on top of being recognized as season's Pittsburgh Carriers National Receiver of the Year. And then we talked about Ricky Weeks was a prolific All-American hitter who set two NCAA records that still are on the books at Southern. Weeks had a batting average of 465, a slugging percentage of 927. He's a Florida native uh, and did all things. Um, he uh, played uh, Louisiana under Sports Hall of Famer Roger Cador from two, 2001 to 2003 before embarking on a 14-year major league career. Congratulations to the inductees. I don't know if we got them, but... I got him again, so uh, I know Ricky Weeks is someone I had the chance to see in person several times. So congratulations to the inductees. Yeah, good news. Now, we let you go with it because we didn't get a chance to really talk about it. So I, I love the fact that you jumped in there and, and made sure that everybody was aware of that. Um, you imagine you talk about that grammar thing, and people are all big about their swag history. It's good to see baseball giving some love uh, because it's big in the swag, but we always don't get the history component of it of baseball in a lot of ways. 
remember you got Southern uh, won uh, the 1959 NIA baseball championship. The only HBCU to win a baseball championship. People realized that in 1960, the year or two afterwards, which obviously this pitcher was on the hump during that time, um, Ramblin had a runner-up. They finished um, a second in terms of World Series and, and went there in terms of what they got done. So he was there during that time. And then obviously Ricky Williams, I, like you, got to see him uh, when he would come down there. And at that time, Prairie View was not in the baseball business. I'll say no, not, not putting it lightly. <laughs> CJ Jones, you know, I know you can stick your chest out there and say that Grambling and Jack State were really the only ones serious about baseball. Different day now, but at that time, no. And they were actually playing four games. So you got your, you got whooped up four times, man. They were playing doubleheaders. Uh, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, seven innings, and man, they they go over. They take all four ten run rules. Ringer was just like, oh, he clowning out there when I see him. I just like this is amazing in terms of what you were seeing. Um, Coach Kado would have it set up though. When you go down there, they play three days. Let let me tell you how much kind of money and how well Southern baseball was done, particularly at that time. I'm still doing well now, obviously in terms of fan support, everything. He would bring the team in, or at least that's what he did to Prairie. I don't know who else. He'd bring the team in and say, hey, let's do three days. We'll bring you in Friday. They put him up in the hotel. <laughs> he said, we're going to bring you in next day. Don't worry about it. We'll pay you. That you take care of the other days. We'll put you in there. So they would do one on Friday night, two on Saturday, and then the one on Sunday. Um, and they would take four of them there, too. <laughs> so it was tough. It was tough during that time. Thank God where we got back in the baseball business, winning a couple of championships I, and still getting better. Ooh, I, tell you, I, I, tell you, I tell you one stat that just a slugging percentage of 927. For those of you who never played baseball, <laughs> slugging, a slugging percentage of 927. That means almost 80, the majority of the time, you're getting doubles, singles, home runs, triples. Triples home runs at the plate nine twenty seven. That that's that's outstanding. They got so mad. Yeah, that's crazy. They got so mad. Uh, they just finally just threw at him. Like man, move out the way. You ain't gonna hit this one. We hit you. <laughs> BJ, before we go to this first break, we can come back with the baseball poll rankings. Any last news that you want to get out of there? Because we didn't got your head big enough talking all this southern stuff. Uh, that's too much. And even got grambling some love in here in terms of their baseball program. Wow. Yeah. Hey, in 1989, the great urban philosopher Cool Moe released a single called Wild Wild West. Yes. And that's exactly what it's been in the SWAC West. And it's going to be interesting to see how these games uh, unfold this weekend when you pretty much have almost everybody in the division still in it, not named Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yep. Right. 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 That's, that's, that's exactly true. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. We'll get into a little more of that in the second half of the show. Let's take our first break as we bring back and get into the second quarter. We're going to give you the poll rankings of the marching sport. Some changes this week, at least in terms of the bottom five that come into the top ten. Not much changing in the top five, but we'll let you know exactly what that is. But you should get some uh, matchup this weekend, probably be top five type of matchups. Uh, between FAMU, Alabama State, or maybe not. FAMU, um, did they stay in the top ten? Or We'll see. Maybe that's a little hint, hint. We'll be right back after this break. Stick with us. 
Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. From the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBCU Sports Live. I have Professor Mike Washington, Professor B.J. Jones. Professor, you like that? terminology we call the guru we get a little professorship on i see <laughs> just want to clear it a little bit before we get in this marching sport and we're starting with these uh drop dropping out and dropping in wanted to give you a little more of that history in terms of just how talented uh both southern and grambling were in terms of the baseball programs as i told you southern won it in 1959 well a couple of years later grambling played for a championship and they did it back to back year 63 and 64 um, the first year they lost to Sam Houston State two to one. The next year in '64 they lost to West Liberty State three to two. So close matchups, couldn't quite get it done. Uh, but Grambling uh, and Southern played for NIA Championship Baseball. A little history fact that y'all may not realize. Let's get into the marching sport with these teams that dropped out of the poll ranking this week. In terms of what it looks like, we had a couple of teams drop out. We had Florida A&M. They dropped out in terms of what's going on there, uh, as well as Bethune-Cookman also dropped out in terms of the ranking. Receiving votes are North Carolina A&T, Blue and Gold Marching Machine, Everett Waters Marching Band, 1-0, and Tennessee State Aristocrat of Bands. They drop out. And a lot of that is because uh, in terms of these programs, fam, you still getting votes uh, in terms of that, is that they just hadn't had matchups. You got to have matchups to be able to get wins and losses. So, 
I uh, just wanted you to know a little bit about what that looked like in terms of what's next. Um, in terms of the top 10, we got a new entrance going into the top 10 ranking, which is none other than Fayetteville State. Uh, the marching band jumps in the poll ranking at 3-0, and 2-0 in conference race. So they dominated the CIAA. Finally got does some uh, head nod in there. Thanks to Steve Gaster that made sure that he wanted to make sure CIAA was getting some representation, I should say. And they did have that head-to-head matchup where they got it done. So shout out to Fayetteville State Marching Band as they get some love in terms of what the action here. Let's get into number nine as we keep it moving in terms of the poll ranking. Norfolk State Spartans Legion Marching Band, 2-1-1, 1-0. I want to shout out Aggie. I won't even call his name because some folks are not kind of that, but he said, yeah, they got it done on the football field, but even he was a little disappointed in terms of what happened at halftime as Norfolk State came in and showed up and showed out um, quietly. Many people may not realize that, but that Norfolk State, Spartan Legion, marching band, they're really nice, really good. We got to see them in Houston last year in terms, and they brought it, um, and so they continue to get it done as you look at them at number nine. Let's get into number eight on the marching sport. Number eight, none other than Texas Southern Ocean of Soul marching band. Man, Deuce was so excited. Sonic Boomer style came in there. They marched in there. And then he saw Ocean of Soul. He was fired up. And I was like, oh, Ocean of Soul is going to bring it. They got it done. I think they had to take a zero quarter. But after that, it was much like the football game. It was all Sonic Boom of the South. Half time, close of the show. And so they took the air. Two and four, two and three. It was a close matchup, but it was not to be. At number seven, you got none other than bringing it in in terms of number seven, Alcorn State, the Sonic, the Sounds of Dynamite band, as you know, three and three on the season, three and two. They stay at number seven as they continue to get it done as well. Moving us to number six. Number six on your poll ranking is none other than Albany State Marching Rams. So, uh, bands. They move from number 10. They move up. They got it done in Fountain City Classic there against their rival Fort Valley State. While they took the L on the football field, they got a little revenge, much like Norfolk State. They got it done with the marching Rams show bands. 4-1 and one on the season, 4-0. and oh. And uh, this will do it. Let's see if they get a playoff bid. They might continue to move around and see if maybe if they can somehow meet Benedict. Benedict is able to get it done in there. You know, you have Virginia Union looking to try to get in there, but they had a matchup against Tuskegee, so it should be fascinating when you talk about the championship. That'll do it for the top 10. 10 is Fayetteville State Marching Band. Number 9, Norfolk State Spartan Legion Marching Band. Number 8, Texas Southern Ocean of Soul. Number 7, Alcorn State, the Sounds of Dynamite Band. And number 6, Albany State Marching Show Band. Let's get into the top 5, bringing us to number 5, Prairie View and um, the Marching Storm. Uh, they stay at number five, but they may be dropping if they don't get those matchups in three and one, two and one, not traveling enough. They did it all early. Do they close out the season and get on the road? They got Pine Bluff and Valley. Football team may need them. We'll see what that means if they will take the jump and get it done. Let's get into number six as we move forward with that in terms of number four, I should say. North Carolina Central, Sound Machine Marching Band, three and oh, one and oh, 74. Overall points stand at number four as they have a big matchup uh, this week as they go up to Howard. Will they travel? 
uh, in terms of going to see Norfolk State that is a top 10? Will we get a top 10 matchup between the Sound Machine marching band against that Spartan Legion marching band? That should be fascinating if it happens. I'm not sure. I hadn't heard directly. Maybe we can ask Josh when he joins us in the second half. Will his team make it? Let's get into number three. Number three is none other than Southern Human Jukebox 4-1-3-1 on the season. I was so sad that he that they didn't go to Tallahassee. I thought that would have been a nice top five match. Um, B.J. Jones, do you think having a band would uh, help any in terms of that matchup? Obviously, football couldn't get it there. But it's something when you have a little bit of that push. Obviously, the fans did their job. But when you have the Southern fans, the marching band, Human jukebox and that football team, a little magic when they all come together. So to miss out a piece, obviously credit to FAMU uh, in terms of what they did. They had their band and they pushed through. But I love when you put all that stuff together, especially when you get the superpowers of these two brand programs together. It's something different. We saw it the week before when you had it in Jackson, Mississippi, between the Sonic Boom and Human Jukebox. What are your thoughts on that before we carry on with the top two? Yeah, it feels a little empty when they're not there. Um, and our band uh, usually travels. Uh, they may have, you know, one game a year that they may miss. Um, and, yeah, it, it doesn't feel the same when they're not there. And I want to give a crowd out to that. Now, while I complain a little bit about them not making this, you know, in terms of the bands uh, that travels, I don't think there's one much travels more than Southern in terms of the game. I mean, Jackson is right in there sometimes, but it's clearly in terms of what they get done. So, Give them a little bit of pass so they stay at number three. Bring us to number two. Number two is none other than Jackson State, Sonic Boom of the South, as we talked about it. They did get the a victory, 5-1, 4-1, three first place votes, 83 points. They stay at – they move up to number two, I should say, after being three the previous week. Let's get in number one. Number one is still Alabama State, Mighty Marching Hornets, 4-0, 2-0, Two first place votes, 84 points, four. They will play a team that just dropped out in terms of the FAMU marching 100. So this should be a nice one this week in terms of seeing can FAMU get it done, knock the number one team off from the top ranking, giving space uh, for FAMU to jump back in the top 10, giving a chance for the battle out between Southern and Jackson State to take them or will Alabama State solidify that number one spot from this weekend's matchup that I-10, I-85 matchup they're talking about with the buses coming up from Tallahassee. That's going to be a good one. It's our game of the week, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. But before we get on the football side, let me go to you, B.J. Jones, first. What are your thoughts in terms of the marching sport top 10 this weekend? Two new entrants. You see the number one remains there. A little changes here and there, but what are your thoughts? Oh, man, interesting to see, man, just how everything is calculated and um... – you know, the, the importance of making sure that you have battles to solidify your spot. You know, it's easy, easy to say, hey, we're here or we're there. We hadn't sat in front of anybody. Uh, but when you have to battle week in and week out, you kind of earn your keep. So I, I like uh, I, I like this. I'm trying to try to stay away from the band stuff because I know people over there get real passionate now. They'll, you know, they'll jump in your inbox if you get something wrong. Yeah, everything about it is – to your point, I like that you say that. I knew as a you know football aficionado, sports aficionado in a lot of ways, the football guru, I knew you would appreciate the fact that it's winning loss. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right. Uh, they will jump in your inbox. But I have to give the band folks a lot of credit. We had them come on 
uh, last show in terms of giving us some feedback. And they liked the idea that this was wins and losses. So I think they've given me a little bit of a break because uh, I do it differently. So they deal with me. They probably be like, oh, he, that's Dr. Bill. He's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> so they let me make it. But let me go to Mike and see what Mike thinks on terms of my top 10 co-rankings. Man, um, I thought, like you, I thought Texas Southern, the way they started off that game, I thought, oh, okay, Ocean of Soul, they're about to bring some. Then yeah, I saw, that all then was I, hype. Then I saw halftime. I was like, oh, they fell off that quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, oh, man, so, uh, so I, I think. I think that's right. Did, did Alabama State travel to Bethune? That's where they played last, right? No, no, they did not travel. They did well, not why, travel are they number, why are they number one then? They traveled the week before. They traveled. They've been no, some... you 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 penalized Prairie View. You penalized somebody else for not traveling. Let's stay consistent. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I like the honeybees too. That's fair. That's fair. I like the honeybees too. So <laughs> They doing they doing big things at Alabama State, but if they don't travel, you've been penalized. <laughs> so uh, honorable mention to uh, Al- uh, Albany State and uh, Fort Valley. Uh, uh, great, it was a great game, but I'd like to get honor- a little side side mention for the Fort Valley band too. So oh. uh, I like it. I like it. Great comments there. That was, for my, that, was, that was that was for my Fort my father in law. Uh, you, you know how my people talk. You ain't mentioned Fort Valley. Okay. Oh, man. Good stuff there, Mike, as we get into it. Shout out to all the marching sports. So we're closing up on the season, so we're closing up on the championship. We'll see who gets it done. Those teams that play in championship games get to push their bands a little further uh, because they get to obviously travel to this championship game. So there's some benefits of being with a team that's associated to continue the season. We'll see how that plays off. It's time to get into the halftime, which means we're going to get into our own marching sport uh, of the show as we come back on the other side and get back in the third quarter. Uh, We'll come back into some of these championship matchups, and then we'll get you into the major division matchups as well. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. To aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge. Featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSM Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. We are making the virtual HBCU experience available wherever you live through Stillman Online. We offer online degrees in business, criminal justice, psychology, and religion. Stillman also offers technology badges in cybersecurity and data analytics. You can participate in all student activities, fraternities and sororities, internships, graduation ceremonies, and much more. Apply for admission today at stillman.edu. Stillman College, where we prepare you for a different world. 
Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a law, yeah. And who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor, uh, yes, sir, yes, sir. And pay attention, boy, cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yeah. This is our inside the HBCU Sports Lab, man. <laughs> 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 Mike going off on UT Love. T Love is so good. He's bringing it, man. Everybody got the hook, though. Everybody was Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes, you know, the perks I, I, of the perks of the program over here in North America society. Hey, I will, I will the, let you know. sports. I will let you know this too, Doc. I am available for a red eye just in case you need me as a backup in the casino. I'm available, Doc. Oh, I need you. I don't even I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not betting that. So I need you. I need you. I, I'll, I'll send out the plane. How about that? Yes, sir. All That'll right. work. That'll work. All right. Uh, Don't tune out. That on both As y'all see, we have Professor Sims, Joshua Sims, senior on here. Obviously, B.J. Jones, Professor B.J. Jones, and Professor Mike Washington, Professor Big Mike, as they call him. I ain't going to tell you where they call him that at, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were having a good time on the other side. We just finished with the margin sport. Um, with that being said, I know basketball season around the corner. You got an update score for us in basketball, North Carolina Central doing something? Yes, sir, man. We're just under um, just as we've gotten into the second half, North Carolina Central is up on Appalachian State right now, 35 to 30. Uh, and we currently have the possession of the ball. Looks like we're getting ready. Bang, bang, you just dunked on somebody. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call you the basketball whisper, too, if you bring announcement like hey, man. that. Hey, hey, man, anything in that maroon and gray, dog, I'm going to look at it. Whether it's swimming or gymnastics, water polo, whatever it is. Yeah, you know you can't hold Coach Mooton down too long. Uh, He's going to be back into it. You know he got it going on uh, with that yeah, promo. I, sh- I saw him getting some love with Kevin Durant with them basketball shoes for the team. Yeah, Tell him to holler at your boy, man. Tell him to holler at your boy. What, si- what size are you, doc? <laughs> 12, man, I'm good. Let me go on and write that down. There you go. Tell him I'm getting over. Uh, 12. Big Mike, while I'm at it, you need <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go on and put me down, dog. <laughs> I got you, dog. <laughs> pull some strings. Let me pull some strings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. He got it in there like that. BJ Jones, man, you better get your size in there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> B, B, you know you my dog. Don't man. act like you don't want no yeah. Kevin Durant shoes. B? Oh man, I'm 11. 11 and a half. <laughs> hey man, you better come on with it. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm a size, I'm a size nine, nine and a half. <laughs> you gotta go with the half size, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> Say 10. How you gonna be? How you gonna be big Mike talking about nine and a half? <laughs> <laughs> hey, like I said, I'm big in certain areas. <clears throat> <laughs> man, this is a family show. Yes, it is. I'm talking about my arms. I don't know where y'all get your mind out the gutter. I'm talking about my arms. <laughs> oh man! Oh, shout, man. Out, shout out to my line brother Ronald. Ronald Brick <laughs> is in the house. Peterson, he's out here in Las Vegas. He's gonna come pick me up after the show. We're gonna go out for a nice dinner. Show me some Las Vegas love. With that being said, let's get into it. Let's get into real talk. Back to the business. Shout out to all the listeners out there. Hopefully enjoying the show. Mid-major division, CIAA game of the week, CIAA championship, Salem, Virginia. 
Salem Stadium, CIAA Championship, as we said, Saturday, 11 a.m. So it's early. It's 12 o'clock in East Coast time, obviously. 11 a.m. Central. Chowan, Hawks, 73-70. They surprised, got that big upset over Virginia Union. This looked like they were locked. Virginia Union probably still heading to the playoffs, uh, but they're not going to play for their own conference championship, which means they play number three, Fayetteville State Broncos, coming out of the South Division. 8-2, 7-0, had a loss to Virginia Union. But I want to know, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Joshua, since you just joined us, I'm going to let you start things off. Tell us about this CIAA football game. What do you thought on it? Uh, man, Doc, this is going to be a tale of, of, of two sides of the ball, man. Which Fayetteville State offense is going to show up on Saturday, man? Uh, I've, I've sat back. I've had a chance to watch a little bit of the tape. And, and I'm, I'm intrigued. If Fayetteville State can establish the run early, I can only imagine how quickly this game gets out of hand because Shawan does not have an offense that makes you worried about anything. Defensively, they are solid. Shawan is solid on the defensive side of the ball. Shout out to my, my teammate, man, Brian Frierson, the linebacker's coach at Shawan. But if Fayetteville State can establish the run on Saturday against that Shawan defense, this is going to be a long game for Chuan. And, and man, it's got to be said, Doc, man, in the, this is HBC, inside the HBCU Sports Lab. My money is on uh, Fayetteville State now. But I will be very, very remiss to say if that offense seems a little bit stagnant, that this is not going to go the way that Fayetteville State wants this to go. Because Chuan will find a way to put some points on the board if that offense is a role with Fayetteville State. Good stuff. Before I come to you, B.J. Jones, let me give an update. Both teams are 7-1 and one in the division. I told you about making sure you check out A.D. Drew as they're going to do a show to break these down, and he gave me some love to make sure that I got the correct information out there. So I did want to make that update and correction. Uh, again, kudos uh, to A.D. Drew as he will bring it. You can catch him at 7.30 right here on the network as he gives a little insight, his specific knowledge of right for the SIC. is going to be joined by Chris Ferguson of the CIAA, who really covers that really well. So it's a great matchup to go in detail in the numbers. But right now, let's go to B.J. Jones and see what he thinks on this CIAA championship game, North versus the South. It's amazing that Shawan had one of the most prolific passers in CIAA history recently. And he got absolutely no help on the defensive side of the ball. And fast forward a year, we're talking about the Shawan defense, and they're light years ahead of where they were a year a year ago. And they find ways to manufacture points, whether it's turnovers. Uh, Shawan forces a lot of turnovers. Um, they force short fields uh, for their for the offense, so they don't have to do much. And that's what they're going to have to do on Saturday to get to win. If you're Fanville State. Man, you have been to the summit of the mountain so many times and and not gotten there. Um, man, Fayetteville State is forever the bridesmaid, never the bride. And if you if you're a Broncos fan, you gotta you gotta ask yourself, is this final of the year that we get over the hump? You know, at first, you know, it, it was it was you know Winston Salem State, then it went from Winston Salem State to Bowie State. And, you know, now you got to ask yourself, is this the year? I think this is the year that Fayetteville State gets it done. But I think this game is going to be close, and I don't think it's going to be a lot of scoring in this one either. 
Good points. Good points, Mike. But both of y'all going to Mike. Big Mike, what are your thoughts? Man, uh, echo the thought, man. I, I keep, I said it, what, Sunday? Is this the year that Fayetteville State finally, finally gets over that hump? Uh, Shawan does not wow you on offense. They score only 23 points a game. Um, but here's the thing. They're only, they're second in the CIAA, only allowing 18 points. So they're putting some defense uh, on their opponents. They're locking down. They locked down uh, Virginia, which is leading the uh, CIAA in scoring in 40 points a game. Uh, they, I've seen them play once. They have a propensity to sp- play with an aggressive defense, meaning they're sending folks, linebackers, whatever, doing stunts. So their defense is good. However, uh, again, uh, Fayetteville State is also good on defense, but they have a propensity to be better against the pass. I don't know what it is with those cornerbacks, but they shut down the passing game. So the key will be, will Shawan be able to rush, which, again, they're not an offensive juggernaut. They're a defensive team, <clears throat> but will they be allowed to at least rush the ball? And will Fayetteville State, which has a decent offense, be allowed uh, to assert their offense? So it'll be a low-scoring game. I totally agree. You have two teams with good defenses. You have an opportunistic Shawan defense, again, that stunts, tricks, blitzes, whatever. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out on this one. Nice. Great points made. Let's go to the other Division II Championship HBC program. This one's in the SIC, as you know. Columbia, South Carolina will be the spot. Charlotte W. Johnson Stadium, unlike the CIAA where they play in a neutral site, in the SIC, they play on a campus site, similar to what you see in the SWAC. Uh, differently than what you see in the SWAC, they switch every other year. So this year it was going to the East uh, in terms of who is the East represented in this case. It is Benedict. Number one, Benedict Tigers are hosting the game. They're 10-0, 7-0 in terms of what they get done in terms of their overall record. They place another top five program that is pretty hot coming out of the West, which is number four, Tuskegee Golden Tigers, 8-2, 7-0 in the conference play as they're back in the football business. Uh, you see this program has been a perennial, but they've been out of the business a while. But then you have a new program that is shining light, which is the uh, Benedict Tigers. I'm going to stay with you, Mike. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup out of the SIC? Unlike this one, you're going to have some scoring, and I think most of the scoring will be by Benedict. I mean, shoot, 31 points a game. They lead lead the league in, in scoring. They're number two or three in defense, only behind Albany State. Um, and then you have Tuskegee, which is kind of middle of the pack in scoring. Which Tuskegee team is going to show up? Because I've seen them play when their offense is actually moving on all four, all four, all six pistons. However, you like the pun, but if you, uh, Tuskegee's going to have to bring their A game, but I think you cannot stop Benedict from scoring. It's going to take some good defense on the Fort Valley side, which uh, I don't know how strong their defense. I haven't seen them play much. Uh, I'm sorry, on the Tuskegee side, I haven't seen them play much. Um, but I know they're 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 you know in terms of defense against the run, they're they're middle of the pack. So they're gonna have to bring their A game on both sides. They'll go against this juggernaut Benedict team, which is leading in all categories, probably except actually they're leading in all categories. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, so, staying corrected. With that, let me go to BJ Jones. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Golden Tigers, Benedict Tigers. 
Man, you got two um, of the better coaches, man, in HBCU football, and Chinnis Berry and Reggie Ruffin. Great. Uh, Reggie Ruffin, um, it seems like he's been the mainstay in the SIAC championship game. Uh, even when he was at Miles, it seems like every other year he was in it. Uh, he was just in it a year ago uh, with the Golden Bears. And Chinnis Berry, man, only in year two at Benedict, uh, look at where he's brought this program from, a uh, program that seemed like they were on the cusp uh, for many years, and you can never get over the hump. But man, have they not? Have they gotten over the hump this year? I'm talking about one of the top teams in Division Two football. They do things. They run it well. They throw it well. They play defense well. The special teams are solid. They're a well-rounded football team. And for Tuskegee to have a shot in this game, Tuskegee has to play their best game of the, of the year, or this one will get ugly. And when you start looking at how mm-hmm. the SIAC wins. And how the SIC, SIAC East stacks up against each other. The East has been doing a lot better against the West. You you start looking at those head to head records. Yeah, uh, it's a great point. We talk about those head to head records. Uh, well done there, BJ. Let's go to Joshua Sims Senior. What you got for me in terms of this SIAC matchup? Yeah, Doc. I'm 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 gonna say this, man. I'm gonna just kind of point this out. Fifty eight points against Elizabeth City. 40 points against Kentucky State, 45 against Port Valley, uh, 35 against Morehouse, 49 against Clark Atlanta, 54 against Allen last weekend. Listen, man, this Benedict offense is, is the uh, real deal. It is one of the most high-powered offenses across all HBCUs, uh, whether it's major, mid-major division. I, As much as I have a respect for Coach Ruffin and him as just an old, savvy ball coach, man, I just do not see a way for Tuskegee outside of what BJ said of them having to play a perfect game, non-mistake, I mean, mistake-free ball game. I don't see them being able to slow that offense down. I mean, dog, I mean, they just came off of 54 points last week against Allen. I don't see that happening, man. So I got Benedict winning this game. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily believe. I think the first half will be a little closer. Second half, they'll pull away. And Edwin D. Moore putting it out there. He said, Barry the UAPB. Mm, think about it. Wow. That's, Barry the South Carolina State is what I'm Oh, damn. Did he just go to the major division? Breaking news. Yeah, right there. So you see the retirement coming for Coach Blue. That's interesting. That's interesting. It'll make me pull my chitty chin. <laughs> let's get into uh, this break. We'll come back on the fourth century. Just talking about the major division. We'll get into some of the major division. Matchups, the game of the week for the SWAC. We'll get the game of the week for the MEAC. Uh, you imagine who those might be. Stick with us. We'll be right back on the other side. Get you into the major division and tell you what our thoughts are. Will we get somebody that can lock down the trip to Atlanta? We'll be back on the other side and let's see what these folks think. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. T. Madden and Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden and Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden and Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Q-Time is our classic Atlanta soul food restaurant located in the historic West End. Q-Time Soul Food is a family business started by Fred and Christine Crenshaw. Come on in, relax, and sink your chops into our tantalizing, mouth-watering, distinctive soul food with a twist, the Q-Time way. 
1120 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard or call your order in at 404-758-2881. Do you miss your mama's cooking? Then come on down to Q-Time, an Urban Passport member. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and trend. Press the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to allow that and who the ball, so listen to Professor Yesler yes, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. If, if, if you know the dude, if you know the dude that did that, then you'd be laughing more. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, why you going to do that again as we come into the show? Let me give him the proper shout out, and I'm going to do this for both of them. It is, and you can tell because uh, Mike's an uh, army guy, so just something about it. It is uh, uh anniversary birthday for the Marines in terms of the, the founding. So I'm going to give a shout out to Lawrence T. McCall. I'm not going to say what the T stands for. And that's a fraternity brother of mine that does that did the song and recorded it. Then my LB, I told you he's in Las Vegas, going to come pick me up. Shout out to uh, brother Ronald. We call him Brick Peterson as well as he is a Marine. Um, shout out to both of them. Happy Marine birthday to them. I appreciate all the service. Much love. And both of them are like big brothers to me, even though uh, Brick is my LB. I really appreciate those guys and wanted to give them special thoughts, particularly with Big Mike giving them a hard time. My goodness, Mike. <laughs> I, I give everybody a hard time. I'm sorry, Lawrence. Was my, <laughs> he was my roommate, so I've got to give him a hard time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll give you a hard time. <laughs> I know. That's why. But at least, least, least I'm younger. I'm the little brother. I'm supposed to get it like that. They big brothers, but they still get it. Well, I tell you, I just don't know. It's all in love, man. Sorry. <laughs> Major Division MEAC game of the week. Let me get back to the business before this train falls off the track. Norfolk, Virginia, Dick Price, Riddick Stadium. Number three, North Carolina Central Eagles, seven and two, three and one. They come in this matchup at Norfolk State Spartans that are one and eight, one and the two. Uh, these coaches and the coaches are very familiar with each other. Can be fascinating. I'm gonna save Joshua, let him sweat on this for a little while. We're gonna save him for last. I'm gonna go to you, BJ Jones, first. Give you a chance to uh, break down the mic on this matchups. What are your thoughts? Uh, don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Uh, but tell him the truth, man. Tell him the truth. What do you think about this matchup? Oh man, like I said, the coaches being with each other, man. Teammates in North Carolina Central. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Coach Odom's um, and, and um, Trey Oliver, the defense—he was a defense coordinator at Southern under Dawson Odoms. Um, so they worked together again there. And you remember a year ago when it looked like Norfolk State was just cruising to, to, to Atlanta, Georgia, and they had to go into North Carolina Central. And at halftime, it looked like they were on their way to Atlanta. And then the Eagles woke up, and we ended up going to overtime. And the Eagles pulled it off, and nothing has been the same for Norfolk uh, State since that point. Um, I think that it's going to be another interesting ball game, but I think the Eagles is going to be too much 
too much eagle pride amplified and um uh, and I think it's it's like it's gonna be North Carolina Central. Um I, I think that North Carolina Central is gonna put their stamp on the MIAC conference. Gonna go ahead and punch their ticket to ATL. My dog. ATL. ATL. Mike, what are your thoughts, Mike? I was gonna mess with Joshua because he looking nervous over there. <laughs> but no, I I mean, is, is it is it Coach Odoom? Is that what it is? Odoom? That's the new This age. weekend, he's just he's Odom this weekend. I don't need to be nothing Doom at all. <laughs> so, no, you have two coaches that are familiar with each other, but I think it's a different day, a different time, a different year. I think the Eagles know what's on the line. I think they go there to take care of business. I think the Eagles run away with it. Uh, they got they leading all point statistics. You look at common common opponents; they got the advantage there as well. So I, I I see the Eagles running away with this. They know what's at stake. They 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 know the job. Uh, he they know that they know the mission. Let's go to the next matchup. What? Well, just kidding, Joshua. What are your thoughts? <laughs> hey, look, Doc. I was gonna definitely be okay with you. Just let's go and move on on. <laughs> Well, you don't have oh, to call man. it. Just break down the game. You don't have to call it. You got this. Right. You'll be there. You just break down the game. I will be in the building. Uh, this is this is my birthday weekend. Uh, so happy birthday, could, early birthday. Th- thank you, Doc. Man, this could not be a better birthday present than for us to lock this up. For those of you who are not familiar, and I'm talking to the listeners out here who are not familiar with the MIAC. There are two places that. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong in these two stadiums. The first one is in Orangeburg, South Carolina. And the second one is in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh. I'm just going to tell a quick story because I don't even want to get into the game. One of my first games I ever got on the travel bus for. There's a thing in my family about splitting poles. Never split poles. Never. Ever under any circumstances. I got off the bus and there is a pole. Literally, I think they have done it intentionally. There's a pole right outside of Norfolk State Stadium. I was talking to a position mate of mine and we walked inside of the stadium. And unbeknownst to us, we split that pole. And if any of you guys have a chance to go back and look, and look back at 2011, when we played against Norfolk State. You can see what happened. So, for my Eagles who are watching, and will be watching the game on Saturday, pray to God or whatever it is you believe in <laughs> that we do not split any polls and that we make it to Atlanta split free. That's all I got to say, Doc. <laughs> I'm just like this, dog. I, I, I hear you on splitting them poles, man. I have some folks in my that will snatch your tail from around the other side. About it's some about splitting the poles that don't fly in my family. My grandma to this day, yeah. 80 years old, she'll pull me by the neck if I split yeah. a pole. It's real. It's real. That's the culture, baby. That's the culture. The governance structure, as we call it. With that being said, let's get into this SWAT game of the week. Man, I love a lot about this matchup. Mm. It's a top five matchup. It's in Montgomery, Alabama, ASU Stadium. 
Uh, obviously, a lot of the focus is on Southern and FAMU, Jackson State and FAMU for a lot of good reasons in terms of that. Obviously, you continue and always know about the Bethune-Cookman FAMU uh, matchup at the end of the year. But this quickly is going to be one that I think is going to come bigger and bigger as the years go forward. Uh, the distance between the two, now that Alabama State is playing well uh, in terms of this sport, we've seen it in baseball. We've seen what happened mm-hmm. between these two in baseball in terms of some great matchups. But now it's on the gridiron. Montgomery, Alabama, as I said, ASU Stadium. It is on the ASU Network, 12 o'clock, high noon. Number mm. two, Florida AM and Rattlers hit the road, 7-2, They're still trying to position themselves for a shot out the playoffs. Certainly wants to maintain uh, a shot about being behind Jackson State in terms of case they slip up some kind of way. Obviously, if Jackson State wins this weekend, they lock up their championship championship in terms of the East, but Alabama, uh, fam, you wants to be in that position, but then you have Alabama State. They want to say, hey, not so fast. We want to be at least the second team looked at in the East division as they are number five, six and three, four and two overall. I like a lot about this matchup. I'm going to start with you, Joshua Sims. Let me know your thoughts on this matchup. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Jeremy Musa, this game uh, is going is who I'm looking at as the key factor to this ball game here. Um, we know what Alabama State's offense can and cannot do. Uh, we also know what that defense can do um, at Alabama State. But Jeremy Musta in this game has an opportunity to really, you know, even late into this season, take another step forward in being ready, just in case that call comes for him to make it to the FCS playoffs, for him to be the catalyst that really drives that offense. Yeah, obviously, you know you got the weapons there. They've got other receivers other than Zay. You know, they haven't really maximized those other receivers yet. But this could be a week where he's going to have to go to somebody else. I can imagine that Alabama State has a game plan that is surrounded around trying to take away Zay and Isaiah, uh, Zay, um, take away Zay and his ability to be able to get open underneath catches, make plays, make some people miss. And he's a dynamic ball player. But on the defensive side for, for FAMU, what are you going to – how are you going to establish your identity this week? I mean, Alabama State is what it is offensively. Can you be dominant? Shout out to Isaiah Land getting the chance to get go to the to the Reese's uh, Senior Bowl. But can you be dominant this week? And if that is the answer to this riddle, and you can be dominant, I've got mm. fam, fam you winning this game. It's going to be close. It's going to be a dogfight. This is another week of just perennial, just really good football in the swag. And so I'm looking forward to seeing fam you just pull away with it slightly, man, if Jeremy Musa can hit on all cylinders. Interesting. And we'll go to you, BJ uh BJ Jones, in terms of your thoughts. Obviously, fam you, other than Jackson State, they have come in the sweat and gotten everybody else. They don't lose nobody else. We thought that may have changed against Southern. That was not to be. Can Alabama State make the statement for the rest of the swag besides Jackson State? And I tell you what, man, this is one of those – this will be one of those games for Alabama State. I think that we're going to point to this game to say, hey, at this point, the program moved forward. Wow. Well, we thought that they were going to be something, and then they got to this point, and X, Y, and Z happened. Let me just run down, run down and tell the tape. Here in the Atlanta metro area, yeah, uh, Alabama State alumni chapters and Florida uh, A&M alumni chapters have several buses traveling down 85 going to Montgomery for this game. 
Nice. Um, same thing for the alumni chapters in Birmingham and Mobile. Nice. Uh, Alabama State and FAMU people intermingle a lot. They're in the same places. They're in the same city. There's a rivalry here that goes back, back to the SIAC that goes back decades that has been dormant up until last year. And to have it back, you saw what it looked like when Alabama State went to Tallahassee last year. It was a packed house. You're going to get another packed house to Montgomery this weekend uh, with the Mar mighty Marching Hornets and the Marching 100 going head-to-head. -head and, and just, you know, so many families have Rattlers and Hornets in the family. But I'm going to tell you what, I think for Alabama State, this is one of those games that defines your program. We look at Alabama State's uh, record, but we go, but all but, all but, if Alabama State can get a win on Saturday, this this eliminates the all but or, you know, all that. I think it's going to be a, a, a tightly contested game. I think this is the best defense that FAMU has seen since Jackson State. Um, but I don't think Alabama, Alabama State has enough offense consistently uh, to get the win. I like FAMU in a close one, but I think it's going to be a knockdown drag out. Brother Mike Washington, let me set this up for you like this. Brother Greg Clark, uh, 06 Colonel, uh, as he's retired, obviously was part of FAMU, uh, graduate there, um, and has been big in terms of serving as the alumni president. He's taken a job recently at Alabama State yep. as their VP of assessment and advancement, getting it done there, I should say. Um, and check him out as he talks about shots at the nest, a taste of spirits. Come party with the purpose. Thursday, November 10th, 5.30 p.m. So they're already out there getting it in, as you see. I just wanted to shout him a little bit as he puts it out there. Fam, you ASU 1085 alumni gathering, official 1085 party. It's in the nest, a taste of the spirit at the ASU Stadium. I like the fact that they got a party nest in the stadium. I had to put that out there. Featuring DJ Ace on the Vibe Control food trucks on site. Tickets are $20 as he continues to raise that money. Presents 92 that year. They parted. The nest interest $20. Man, they just getting it done. That's on the 12th uh, during the game, 5.30 to 10 p.m. for folks that are going to be out just at the game afterwards. Uh, that's a big deal, man. I like the way he's getting it done. Shout out to brother Clark, Greg Clark, that is. With that being said, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Uh, so I think FAMU knows the mission. I think I think both uh, the, the both football gurus have hit it on the nail. Jeremy Musa has has focused. He's dialed in. He's you know besides Shadour Sanders. He's, you know, probably the number two quarterback in the swag. The other thing, data points. You look at the numbers. Alabama State did play Jackson State tough, but they they are not strong. They their offense is not gonna, you know, break any necks right now. They they have to up their A game. They have two running backs, uh, Santo Don and uh, and Nico Duff, uh, not Nico Duffy. Um, I forget the other one. A running back attack, uh, Jacory Merritt, I believe. Uh, they have a dual running back attack, but they're not in the top 10 of anything in the SWAC in terms of rushing. So their rushing game is not strong. Their offense overall is kind of middle of the pack. FAMU is firing on all, pist on all cylinders. Their receiving core, what Xavier Smith and John Murray, uh Sherrod, 
they, they, they ever since Jackson State, they've been on fire. So not only will, the, will Alabama State's offense have to bring it, bring the thunder, they're going to have to contain that Florida A&M offense. If you saw them against Southern, they were, and they were playing some GMD, grown man defense and GMO, grown man offense. Uh, Southern had, had tried to come back, but, you know, fam, you proved to be strong. Uh, and you got this, this, this Alabama State here. I don't know how strong their offense is, uh, particularly in the run game. If you can't run, then you're not in, you're not balanced. That's why I see fam you kind of running away with this one eventually. I believe it'll be a strong game, hard fought. I, I I believe the score will be fairly close, but I see fam fam you pulling away because of their balanced offense and defense. Good points, good points made by all. That'll do it for us. You got the breakdown, mid-major division, major division. You got the game of the week in the mid-major division, which is simply for a championship trophy. Who will raise it? Uh, and then the major division as they march towards the champion. We got one that has to lock up to head to a celebration bowl champion. So keep your eyes on that. And then you have a game in the East that is big to say less. So we gave you everything you want there. That'll do it for us as we continue to march to a championship for HBCU sports at the close of this season. It's hard to imagine that it's pretty much over. Got a couple of big games left, but, man, it seemed like it just started the other day. With that, I want to say thank you for listening to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yada Kabil, the dean of HBCU sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Again, we want to thank you for listening. Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday, 6 o'clock. You know, it'll be Sunday at 9, and I'll have these two gentlemen back. But make sure you check them out on their Twitter spaces. Uh, that is BJ Jones, usually on Tuesday. Uh, obviously, it was voting day on Tuesday, so you pushed it today. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Tuesday, and then, obviously, he drops that top five Tuesday. I got to go back and check that out. As I was in my meetings, I missed who you dropped on your top five. So I go check you out and see if I agree with you this week. Usually we're close <laughs> if not on there. I retweeted anyway uh, just to make sure they understand. The brother know what he's talking about. We ain't got to be exactly on the same page. And then we got my man, Joshua Sin Sr. that brings it on Wednesday. I apologize I couldn't make it. I was living in the air trying to get here so you understand why now. Uh, but that won't happen very often. I'll be back on there uh, Wednesday. Um, I looked up B.J. Jones. I was ready for Tuesday to make sure I was on and early and popping. And then I saw the note that said no, because I just didn't want to keep up with the highlights of the boat. It was driving me crazy. Uh, <laughs> all stuff was just too much in there. I said, I won't do it. So I just laid it down. I got some good sleep. I will say that with that being said. But check out these two gentlemen. They're unique in terms of how they bring the flavor of HBC. They played the game. They coached in the game so they can give you a perspective that you really can't get anywhere else. And this is not to down anybody else. I'm just saying they good at what they do. So check them out. We got some things we're teasing out. So we're going to bring them up on another platform to even give you more of that. But be careful, you know, stick with us. We'll tease that out just a little bit as we're making sure that everything is dotted, I's, cross, T, cross. Because these guys are expensive. You can't just put them on no contract. They make sure the money right. I'm like, damn, bro, you going to hit me like that? Anyway, keep up with these folks. They good. We look forward to you on Sunday as we give you the latest on the news. Just follow me, Dr. Yada Kavil. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-H-C-A-V-I-L. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You know what it is. I'll keep you updated with all the news and 
I'll sneak some nuggets in here, here and there. I'll blow you up with some stuff and y'all not ready for it. So just follow me. I'll let you know when it's time for you to get what you need to go. Inside the HBC Sports Live 1 on Twitter. Inside the HBC Sports on YouTube and Facebook. Let's like, subscribe, do what we need to do. And you know how we always do it. With that being said, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Dream big, continue to move forward. Make sure you download the app, my JVN, my BCSN. Stay around at 7.30 as you get Drew bringing you in here with the SIC analysis of the championship game, CIAA. Make sure you join BJ Jones on Twitter Spaces. We got space and time to do it all. We continue to show you love in terms of what's going on there. With that being said, Mike? Of course. BJ Jones? Lecture. Joshua Sims? Class dismissed. Yes, sir. All right.